0: Josh B, how the hell are you? Morning mate, not doing too bad at all, thanks. How are you? How are you doing yourself? All right.
1: Yeah, I'm very good. So, uh, you know, I guess I guess one of the reasons why I really started this podcast and really, you know, really excited about kind of the podcast area is that I get to have you know conversations, longer conversations with people who you know I know and I've met and I spent some time with, but uh, and find part, you know, you know, part of their living inspirational. So I think it's really great to get some you know, proper time dig a bit deeper get into a mindset get into you know what kind of makes you who you are you know your your thought process your habits etc uh and then and then go from there i think it's it's inspiring i think it's great material so uh so so we'll crack on yeah absolutely first things first anyone anyone who uh who doesn't know josh or doesn't watch his uh watch his instagram posts what's uh what's all this with these crazy box jumps mate cuz i've been i've been <laughs> i've been trying box jumps now i've just started them and i've got my little boy onto box jumps
0: yeah and, uh, yeah
1: yeah and i can uh, i got myself really excited by doing 71 centimeters and then i got myself even more excited by chucking a chucking a 20 kilo plate under and doing 91 centimeters and then i look at your video and it's like fucking hell, know what what sort of what sort of height are you doing on your box jumps so uh, i guess that <laughs> How long it's taking you to get there? What what's the what's the process?
0: You know what it's uh, it's something that I used to do um, when I uh, did a little bit of athletics. Um, m- my background really as a youngster was I played a lot of football and uh, and I was I was reasonably quick. I wasn't you know ridiculously quick, but I was reasonably quick. So on the weekends that I didn't play football, I uh, I actually sprinted the hundred meters for uh, the local kind of like um, athletics team. Okay. Anyways, um, as part of kind of like the conditioning training with the athletics, they were massive on plyometrics. They were massive on box jumps and explosive uh, okay. strength. And I've, I've always found the box jumps just a lot of fun. You know, the, it's just a fun movement. You know, how high can you jump? You know, it's just uh it's just a really fun exercise. And I guess as as the years have gone on, you know, you just start to challenge yourself more and more. You kind of do a box jump, and then okay, can I do a box jump with a weighted vest? And then it becomes like, okay, can I do a one-footed box jump? And you know, you, you all of a sudden you kind of like build this kind of like um, you know massive base of plyometric drills that you can kind of interchange and you know put in kind of rotation. And as time goes on, you get better at each and every one of them. And then all of a sudden, you're jumping onto you know pretty decent heights. Um, and in answer to your question as well, Jim, I'm not actually sure how tall it is. I, you just kind of just keep going. You, you know, must
1: have, you must have measured it, mate. Come on.
0: I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to get. <laughs> I've been meaning to like go back to the gym with a tape measure and actually measure it, but um, do you know what? I've not, I've not actually got an official, um, you know, kind of like height. So that is that definitely needs to be on my to do list though, so that I know what numbers it is and uh, hopefully put some some steeper targets in place for um, for you know, for the future.
1: Anyway, so tell us a bit about a bit about what you do, about your business, I guess, when when you started it, why you started it, Um uh, yeah, you know, what you're looking I guess what you're looking to do, you know, over the, over the kind of foreseeable future.
0: Well, do you know what? It's a really funny kind of like, um, story, this kind of like how I got into it, because I think that, well, firstly, I think you'd, you'd probably define what I do as a, as an online fitness trainer or consultant or fitness coach. I don't know how you'd want to frame it. Um, and it started many years ago. I used to work in the local supplement store. And, um, you know, people used to come through the door and uh, they'd be willing to throw hundreds at the fitness goal, you know, hundreds of pounds on supplements at the fitness goals. And in my heart of hearts, I kind of always thought to myself, well, you don't need to be spending hundreds of pounds in one hit on supplements to kind of achieve a certain fitness goal. So I kind of used to just take time with people and say, you know, well, you know, why don't you tell me a little bit more about your nutrition? Why don't you tell me a little bit more about your training? You know, how are you sleeping? How's your hydration? You know, how is your energy management, all these different things. And, uh, after spending, you know, a pretty decent amount of time with them, you know, 45 minutes to an hour in some cases, um, they'd go away with just a tub of protein. Um, but they'd have a few, a few action steps, you know, a few high priority tasks to kind of go away and implement. And, um, and what happened was is four, five, six weeks later, they'd come through the door and they'd be like, Josh, I've dropped three pounds and, you know, I'm starting to feel better, you know. And then that that discussion then evolved into, you know, do you do diet plans? Do you do training yep. programs? How yep. can I work with you kind of exclusively? And yep. without me kind of even realizing it, I started to build a really small kind of like little mini client base. Yeah so it was a really interesting start because it was not something that I actually intended to kind of, um, do it kind of just fell into place quite naturally, to be honest with you. Um, and now I think I'm in my 10th year of kind of working with individuals and, uh, and clients. And yeah, it's safe to say that that the service itself has massively transformed and evolved as the years have gone on. Um, you know, just like any business, like, like you'll be massively aware, you know, you, you kind of find leaky bucket, you know, it's like a leaky bucket, you know, you kind of, fill one hole and another one opens and you, you're trying to add to it all the time and improve certain areas. And, um, and yeah, I guess like now it's a, it's a kind of like a fully comprehensive, fully comprehensive kind of like um, coaching program um, to help people achieve the gro- the goals, improve the habits, improve the, um, the outlook, I guess on fitness, nutrition and wellness. And um, you know, the, the most important thing for me, Jay, for me is, is to set them up for life. I want I, everything that I try to program. I, I always think to myself, can they be doing this in five years' time? Can they be doing this in ten years' time? Because so, I think what's really, yeah, sorry,
1: yeah, go on. So tell us a bit about that because you know the change in face. You know, you know, when online when online coaching probably started, and I, and I can't put a date on it, but it feels like you know when I started PhD in two thousand and six, it was not really there, and then it used to be about. Right, you know, you know, sort of weight loss and fat loss and uh, it was quite, you know, one dimensional, I guess, but it seems to be a massive shift in, you know, it kind of moved towards a 360 approach now to what a to what a to what a member of the community or client wants from an online PT. It's not just, do you know what, set me a set me a workout program, watch me go. It's It's almost like a, it's almost morphing into a life coach, right? So you're doing, you're doing much more than setting someone a routine and then they're reporting back to you. It's almost like a bit of coaching, bit of PT, bit of counseling, bit of life coach, bit of guidance, bit of, bit of learning.
0: Yeah, I think that you've just hit the nail on the head there with that. And I guess that that's why when you asked me the first question, which was, you know, what 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 is it that you do and how would you define kind of like your, your job role? It, I, I always find it hard to put kind of like um, a finger on what what my job title is. You know, if I think a fitness trainer, it undersells it, you know, or if it's a, you know, so it's, it, it, you're absolutely right. It kind of embodies a little bit of everything. This is, don't get me wrong, you know, 90% of my clients, they come to me for a physical transformation that's fine. And, you know, that that's, that's completely normal. But for me, it's, I think it's my moral obligation to let them know that if they want to keep themselves in good shape and they want to maintain these good habits and they want yeah. to maintain kind of like all these things that they achieve, you know, there's, there's multiple other, other facets that need to be in place and, as well. And, you know, they need to have the knowledge, you know, of, of how to implement that and, and maintain that. So you're right. It's you're right. It is, it's kind of like, a little bit PT it's a little bit coach it's a little bit mentorship it's a little bit yeah I don't, I don't like that I don't like the uh <laughs> the, the tag life coach but it's kind yeah. of you know you're there to kind of be their ally on the journey yep. and um you know it's not about it's not about being perfect it's about making the best out of every situation for themselves yep. and and also showing them how to think for themselves um I think that traditionally you know when you look at kind of like transformation programs or fitness trainers i think that as a whole generally speaking we've been guilty of kind of giving people things that are quite prescribed and quite prescriptive and kind of like saying look this is what you need to be doing this is how you should be doing it um and it's almost like a plan that's come from the trainer it's like you know it's good for the trainer so it should be good for you but what we have to accept as you know as, as humans and as individuals we all have different um We all have different environments. We all have different um, bodies. We all have different responsibilities. We all have different passions and interests. So I think it's kind of like my job to maximize their potential and and get them, you know, to where they want to be, where they're confident, they're happy, they're moving well, they're thinking well, but in their own little way. So I'm trying to kind of like empower them and give them that knowledge. I mean, I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said, you know, investment in knowledge pays the best interest. You know, so that's kind of like something that I keep in mind when I'm trying to, you know, work with an individual, you know, it's, it's not like there's your program stick to yeah. that. It's like, okay, where are we at? Let me understand yeah. your world a little bit more. And let's kind of like take this as almost like a stepping stone approach and just nudge you forward and basically like banking a consistent, banking small wins as you kind yeah. of go, you, you're building, you're building, you're building and you're kind of ever forever evolving. It's not kind of like, here you are now at point A to get to point B, you have to be doing this. Yeah. It's it's a game of
1: kind of like evolution, I guess. Yeah. What are you finding now, clients? Uh, what are they coming to you for? So you know, traditionally, I guess, lose a bit of weight, or for guys, it might have been, you know, back. I guess when I started, an image of a uh, of what guys wanted to look like was quite different. You know, it used to be right, you bulk up, get bigger, and then I cut down, and this really, it's <laughs> really old. Kind of seen now as old-fashioned approach to almost like a seasonal a seasonal cycle of training. So in the winter, you never got your clothes off, so it was fine to get really big and <laughs> lose your abs and, and 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 things like that. But that's not a desirable look now. And there's a there's a real shift to um, there's a real shift to kind of being healthy and in shape all the time. And training's changed as well. So you know, it used to be lots of bodybuilding you know, lots of benches, lots of curls, lots of, uh, you know, machine work and lap pull downs. And then you had CrossFit came in and CrossFit, you know, for me kind of revolutionized movement in that, especially for, females, females, you know, it brought in, uh, it brought in a real attraction and a real, a real education around, you know, full body movements and, you know, core movements, strength movements, Olympic lifts, and just how that could, uh, just how that could change your functionality, but also your strength. And also your, your, the secondary benefit was then your, how you looked, you know, because everyone's mm-hmm. got that, everyone's got that certain level of, listen, I wanna be strong, I wanna perform, and I wanna be well, I wanna be healthy, but ultimately I wanna, you know, to the outside world and to myself, I wanna look, I wanna look great. I wanna get that feeling of satisfaction. So what are, what are clients really looking for now? Are they looking for, is it, is it, is it a weight loss thing? And how are the training? Because training's trainings changed now.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you with the CrossFit thing. You know, for me, like CrossFit, <clears throat> it kind of like looks like a little bit of a hybrid between kind of like weight training and almost like cardio. You know, if you wanted to categorize it as 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 blatantly as that, you know, it's a perfect kind of like marriage of the two. So I think that people get the resistance training in and then when they leave, you know, they're feeling great because they've busted the gut, they've broken a sweat, the endorphins are flowing. So I can see why there's a massive attraction there with CrossFit. I guess for me... Um, I, I, do you know what it's really interesting because you've you've got different people that will obviously want different goals and I think that naturally I've started to attract a certain type of client just because of the way that I speak and the way that I kind of like you know present some of my Instagram posts so naturally kind of like that kind of like um, that kind of like pulls in a certain type of client that's looking to train a certain type of way and as you know as the years have gone on I've become a dad now you know I've got I've got two children um so you know the goalposts have shifted shift for me as well you know when I was a young you know 18 19 20 year old lad you know you've not got many responsibilities to be honest you know you're coming home every night You you know your mum's putting your tea on the table and stuff like that you know you, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can uh, go yeah. to the gym and you yeah. can spend 90 minutes in the gym training arms with you with your mates talking rubbish you know yeah. you're talking trash you can you can do that sort of stuff but as you start to get older and you kind of, you know, take on more responsibilities and, you know, let's, let's be real, you know, life gets a little bit more serious, you know, the goalposts start to change and you you start to think to yourself, you know, how do I protect my body? You know, how do I, you know, how do I preserve my joints? How do I still remain fit and functional so that I can, you know, spend time with my kids when they're growing up, you know, if, if my son wants to go on a bike ride with me, am I going to be able to do that if I'm constantly yep. battering myself on the leg press, yeah you know, so, I guess as time's gone on, you know the the evolution of my training's definitely changed, and I think that that's kind of, you know, social media is great, isn't it? You know, you know, you you, you kind of can um, you can really showcase your your life, I guess, and um, and as part of marketing, I think that that's that's drawn in a certain type of client with me now, where you know you've got people that are wanting that, you know, they're wanting to see longevity with the training, they're wanting to protect the joints, they're wanting to move well and have good flexibility they want to be able to go and run a 5k at the drop of a hat, but they also want to be quite strong and formidable in the gym as well. So you've got, do you know what? I, I it, it's, I think that people aren't looking to, like you said, you know, historically or kind of like in the past, you know, people looking to really build some solid mass. I think now people are looking for a more well-rounded approach you know, and they want to be able to, they want to, they want to be strong. They want to be fit. They want to be functional. They want to move well. They want to be agile. They want to, you know, they want to protect the mental health and the, and the, and the well being as well, because I think there's a massive kind of like shift from there's a, there's a massive awareness piece now around how training is helping mental health as well. So it, it's not just a physical thing anymore. It's no. all around how do I perform at my best every day? How can I incorporate training into being part of my life and part of my routine to not only make me, you know look good feel good etc etc but also think well in my everyday life you know be on top of my own performance you know whatever it is whether you're a firefighter whether you work in the NHS whether you're a school teacher no matter what if you have a good base level of fitness you know you're fired up for the day you know you're a lot more sharp between the ears so yeah I think that I'm I'm now seeing definitely that people are looking for a more well-rounded approach as opposed to like what we just said, you know, the old get in the gym, four sets of 10 on bench press, how, yep. how big can I get my chest? How, how big can I get my arms? Yep. You know, things are massively changing.
1: Well, it's interesting when that, when that view seemed to shift, is not it? Because even, as, even, even 10 years ago, you, know, you trained, maybe a little longer than 10 years, but 10 years ago you trained and you looked like you trained. You kind of had a stigma within society. Society kind of thought mm, a little bit vain goes to the gym. It's all about how he looks. Um, it's all about how she looks. It's, you know, it's a little bit, a little bit vapid. It's a little bit vain, a little bit narcissistic. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's all, it's all about your physical appearance. And I, uh, and I think a lot of people start, I think when you're young, you start like that, don't you? Because, you know, you I don't know when you started, but for me, 17, 18 with weight, with weight training and you start because you, you know, you, you know, you, you know, your mates, you might, you might have a mate who trained and looks good and, you know he's 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 attractive to women and women look at him and you know what that's that's what it takes i want that and then you start to train but then pretty quickly and certainly with me i realized just how just how just how amazing it made me it made me feel and i used Mm -hmm. to i did a i did a work placement at a gym in bradford a real a real spitting sawdust gym it was and uh and I used to see, and I worked. I worked some, sometimes during the day, sometimes in the evenings. But I used to see, like, like these, like these big guys come in a real, but a real cross section. of guys come in from a, somewhere from the city, and you know, sort of suits and ties. And some would come, you know, there might be mechanics, or some might come from, you know, sort of the, you know, the warehouses labouring. And then some, even a guys. There was a mosque next door, and they'd come in from the mosque, and all this cross section of society, and they'd come in, and you could see they had. They had kind of the weight of the world on their shoulder. They had a day at work. It might have been a shit day. It might have been spoken to like, you know, crap by the boss. So I might have had a just a bit of a hard day. And they came in, and they just trained really hard. And the sense of community and that camaraderie, and had a bit of a laugh. And yeah, you know, they might have rested a bit too long, and they didn't take it that seriously. But some of them did. And then when they left, they were changed people. Mm. They, were, they, they were changed people, and that's the. And that's the type of person that then went home to their family or went back to their jobs and they went back a changed person just from that kind of release of, you know, sort of uh, just stress and just that real release of stress, that kind of pressure valve of being, had been had being lifted. And they went back and they went back a better person. And I took, and I took that from my training really. And I used to put everything I, everything I'm kind of gained at the gym or every, or oh, every, goal and obstacle I overcame at the gym I put that into my career and I and, and and my life and kind of my mindset really so it'd be interesting to look I guess to hear about your training and when you know you know when you you, know, you mentioned at school that you, you did a lot of football and then that morphed into athletics I was how was your relationship with movement changed I guess from when you were a teenager to then when you started training and then moving into now you talk about being a bit more varied. What's what's that journey been like? And I guess what's, what's, what's it taught you along the way? What's, what's intense movement and subjecting yourself to intense movement? What's, what's that taught you?
0: Do you know what? I think uh, it's really interesting what you said there about, you know, everybody kind of coming from, you know, different walks of life into the gym and, um, you know, with the weight of the world on the shoulders, because, you know, life, life is tough, isn't it? You know, when you think about it, you know, we've, we've got, uh, it's like walking into a headwind, you know, everybody's getting older. You know, we've all got responsibilities. You know, there's a lot of kind of like um, external pressures there, and and if you and if you don't act on it, and if you don't kind of like fortify yourself, you fortify your body, fortify your mind, it can get on top of you. So I completely agree. And you know, ten years ago, I won't go into the details, but you know, we had a really kind of like um, life-changing sort of like situation with my own family. Um, you know, where kind of like our backs were against the wall, and you know, all of a sudden I had to grow up very very quick and you know without sounding too kind of like you know cliche or cringy you know the gym became my best friend you know the gym was kind of like you know it was the place where i could go to kind of like not think about anything specifically but also at the same time get extra extremely clear on what i needed to do yeah you know it was kind of just me it was the gym it was there was a challenge in front of me i had to go through the reps i had to be you know disciplined I, i almost every gym session is very kind of like um when you there's a difference between exercise and training. When you go to train, you go there with a certain objective in mind, so your sessions become quite objective. Yep. This is what I'm going to do in this session. These are the repetitions I'm going to go through. These are the sets that I'm going to do. These are the supersets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So all of a sudden, you become more organised person because you're because you're acting in an in an organised manner. So I think when there's kind of like chaos in your outside life, you're actually adopting a more organised strategy the moment you step foot in the gym and you're about to train because yep. you're about to do something that's got structure and organisation. So for me, when there was kind of like chaos in my outside life, I got into the gym and I was, and, and, I, and I didn't know this at the time, but I was, I was relieving stress and I was relieving tension, but I was also kind of like building a way of living. I was building kind of like um, a way of life that, that I didn't know it at the time, yeah. but, I, but, but it transitioned into my life and a way of Completely. thinking, because these are the reps, this is how you do it. And then once you've done that, you move on to this and it was very structured and organized. And then that spills out into your life. So I guess one of the big things that I got, which I completely can resonate with what you were saying there about when you was working at that gym in Bradford and these people from all walks of life came in, you know, the weight of the world on the shoulders, but there was that camaraderie, they all kind of, you know, left with the same sort of feeling of, of accomplishment and, you know, they put the world to rights kind of thing. I got that as well and, and I can completely resonate with that. Um, and then just in, 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 the second part of your question, I think, you know, how my training's evolved as the years have gone on. um, I, I kind of went through that phase when I was 18, 19, 20, where, you know, don't get me wrong, I've, I've 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 always had a I've considered myself to always have a good heart and I've always, you know, wanted to do well, but I didn't really have any core values at that at that point in my life. You know, I was still young. I didn't really have anything to, you know, there wasn't really so I was training just to get bigger, and I was just training for, you know, um I guess purely aesthetic sort of like purposes. But then as time went on, and you know. Um, you know, time evolved. Y- y- your core values change. Like I said earlier, you know, you you, you know, you've I've, I've now got two children. I've got responsibilities, so I need to be sharp. I need to be I need to be fit. I need to be functional. I can't. There's no point in me having loads of muscle, and then when I get to the top of the stairs, you know, I'm out of breath. You yeah. know, so the, my training my training changed. Um massively and it evolved and it still does evolve um as time goes on. And I'm just looking at that all-round approach, you know, can I be fit? Can I be functional? Can I be strong? So I've got like a little bit of everything. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned your two your two uh children there. And I know, you know, so you and I have uh we had our sons at a similar, similar kind of time. Me, me much older than you, unfortunately. Unfortunately, mate. Well, there you go. Um uh, and I think.
0: You've got a lot more wisdom to
1: pass on to it. Uh, yeah, well, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. It's interesting how you, ch- I guess, your training changes with your mentality as well as you get older, and your and your habits and your sense of responsibility. and And I found, uh, I found a big change in my life from twenty to thirty. I, you know, so I started PhD in my first business when I was 28, 29, Quite. Reasonably late, but by the time I was in my thir- mid, early to mid thirties, I was a completely different person. And then when I had children again, it was like, wow, you know, the sense of that—that that kind of a—it's almost a—you almost go from an emotional, an emotional rebirth. And I think that uh, I think that's a really interesting kind of time and a in a guy's life and a and, and, and massive, obviously massive for a woman, massively you know, physical and mentally challenging and again, emotionally challenging. But, you know, for a guy, guy there's this kind of stigma that, right, overnight, and you have time to get used to it, but overnight, your, your sense of responsibility, your sense of accountability has changed immediately. and And everything, and everything starts to mean more and I think, you know, depending on when that happens in your life, I think, I think is a big, uh, well, it's a big change whenever it happens. But I think, you know, if it happens to you at a, at a younger age, definitely more challenging. I mean, you must have been what twenty, twenty six when you had your first, first child.
0: Twenty twenty five, I was, yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. And that's, I guess that's where I was going with, with in terms of like, you know, when you said, how was you change? How was your training evolved and stuff? And when I was mentioning about the core values, you know, you start to find yourself as a person more and everything becomes real. Like you said, you, you, your own personal, personal accountability goes through the roof, you know, and you think to yourself, right. Okay. There's almost like an air of like seriousness around it. You know, it's like, okay, it's now my responsibility to, you know, raise, raise this child, you know, I, you know, you, you get quite, um, you get quite protective and it like, it brings oh, you up to, do you know what I mean? It kind of yeah. like, uh, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you sharp. And I just think, you know, to for, for me to be sharp and for me to do a really good job here, because it is my it is my obligation to do a good job as a father, you know, I need to be fit. I need to be strong. I need to be ready. So then you start to, these core values, like I was mentioning, become really concrete. It's like, right, I know who I am. You know, you, you know you've lived a little bit of life. You know, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you know what you're good at, you know what you need to work on. And, um, and yeah, and I guess that <clears throat> just my training, it, it's kind of like my mental fitness as well. Did you know what I mean? Like when, okay, when, when you're, yeah, so like, um, so there's, there's, there's fitness, physical fitness in the gym, but if I'm, if I'm fit and I feel like I'm, I'm an all rounder and I can, like I mentioned before, I can run, I'm strong. I'm, you know, I'm feeling good in myself mentally. I'm quite fit as well mentally. Yeah. I've got that resilience there. Yeah. So I think that, you know, fitness and training you know, not to sound too cliche, but it does extend way beyond the gym and, um, and mentally it gives you that kind of like fortitude and that, that, um, that, that
1: mental stamina as well. Where did you, so that said, you know, that's a real kind of delve into mindset as well. So there's a real, you know, a real kind of emphasis now on, you know, you know, mindset and there are positive and negative ones. And I've maybe been fortunate, maybe been, uh, you know, because they do say that there's a lot of psychological and physical, but psychological traits that are inherited DNA. You know, I had a really, really good book uh, a while ago, Robert Plum, Plumen, uh Gene's the Blueprint. But it goes into that, you know, you, you inherit even things like your positivity and your outlook on life and your attitude, you know, that is partly inherited. Mm. And I've and I've always count myself really fortunate that I that you know the negative the negative times in my life and kind of the setbacks that I've had, I have my default, default kind of approach to what happens under pressure. So when I get a stressful, a bit of bad news, stress, I'll have five or ten minutes of complete panic. <laughs> you know, massive release of the cortisol, massive releases of adrenaline. I can almost feel it. I can almost feel this dump, and then t- t- ten to fifteen minutes later, I'm on, I'm on the positive, and I'm thinking what, I'm thinking of ways out and ways I can use that negative to turn it into a positive. I love that. I know you've had a, I know you've had a challenge. You know, you've had a challenging time with, you know, your daughter. Mm. How? And I, you know, and you and I, you and I, you and I shared some, you know, some messages almost about a year ago. And mm. I, always, I always found your, your, you know, your mental, your attitude and your fortitude at that time, I, I actually gave me a lot of inspiration. I found it, I found it massively inspiring the way you retained a, a really calm, you know, for someone who's not, you know, not that old, not to be condescending, but you know, you know late twenties, early, you know, 30, it's, it's certainly not, you know, sort of fully matured emotionally. Um, you, you, but your mindset and your attitude was really inspirational, and you know positivity and your outlook. Is that always been the case for you, Josh, or, or is it something you've had to learn, work at? Well, firstly, thanks for that, mate. I really appreciate that coming
0: from yourself. And um, you know what's really interesting? When I when I grew up, I've got. Uh, I, 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 looking back now, I'm really I'm really grateful for the parents that I've got for both of their traits. My dad was is massively optimistic. You know, you would probably say borderline delusional to be honest. he'd <laughs> yeah. it, it, be he'd be laughing if he heard this. But yeah, he's he's a he's a great guy. He's very very likable character. Gets himself into bother, but he's 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 a great guy, and he's very very optimistic. Whereas my mom is kind of like the um the the kind of like the polar opposite. She's very right. kind of like um kind of like cautious, um very kind of like safe secure so growing up i had kind of like this in any sort of situation i had one guy that was glass half full i guess i don't want to say my mum was glass half empty um but she was just a lot more cautious um so i always kind of like experienced this (sighs) and i'm a libra as well I'm, i'm not a massive believer in star signs and stuff but the libra is the scales the balancing of the scales and uh so every situation that I kind of like encountered growing up, I always saw kind of like the the pros and the cons, the kind of like the um the devil and the angel, you know. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess so so naturally I think that I, I've grown up with kind of like um uh two voices in my head um that have kind of like contested with each other healthily um in any sort of situation. So that's allowed me to be more rational with the way that I, uh, I act, um, in certain situations. Um, and I've got quite an open outlook on, uh, quite a lot of situations. You know, if, if I do say so myself, I would like to think that I'm quite an open, open-minded individual. And, um, my dad always used to say things like, yeah, "Do you know, it just is, is absolute persistence that, that, that everything will be okay. Yeah. you know no matter what no matter how bad anything gets no matter how bad anything gets everything will be okay yeah. if you're relentless in that kind of like pursuit for making things right and you know problem solving and and overcoming obje- uh, you know obstacles and challenges and adversity everything will be okay in the end and you know i guess when when um kind of like just for a little bit of a brief, brief background, you know, my, my daughter had a really rare liver condition, um, just for obviously anybody that's listening that, that doesn't understand the, the context of, uh, of this discussion, you know, she had a, she had a really rare liver condition last year and she's had two kind of like life-saving procedures. One of them was in December, uh, of, of 2019. And, uh, the other one was, um, uh, June, which was an actual liver transplant in, uh, in, in 2020. Um, so yeah. So in that situation, yes, it was, it was horrific. It was, um, it was really emotional, but, you know, you have to keep a level head and, you know, you can't, you can't control things that are out of your control. So the situation was the situation. And, um, you know, me and me and Ellie, my, 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 uh, my partner, you know, we, <laughs> she sometimes said to me, do you know what? You're so cold. You know, you're so cold. You're <laughs> I get that. You know, she said, you're so cold. You're so emotionless. And I, and, and, you know, and it's not that I'm emotionless. I would actually say that I'm an extremely emotional guy. I can get upset easy. I can, you know, I really can. Um, but I was just so objective. I was just thinking, right. We're in a situation of kind of like chaos. I've been here before. What do we do? Right. I need to get my head on. I need to understand what needs to be done. How can we move forward as a family? You know, how do I still protect my son? You know, at the same time I've got a five-year-old boy here that doesn't know what, what's going on. Um, You know, and if I wasn't calm, who else was going to be? So, you know, again, it was just that kind of like natural kind of like instinct of a father as well as to kind of like think, right, let's get your head together here, Josh. You know, you've, you've got a family, what do you need to do to get the full team through this situation, you yeah. know, and make, and make the best out of this situation, you know, no denying it was, it was horrendous, but how do we make the best out of it? Well, you know, you ain't going to make the best out of it. If you know, you're uh, you know, you're moaning and groaning and why me, you know, this kind of like victim mindset, it is what it is. And you know, how, how are you going to deal with the problem? And that's just kind of like how I, how I looked at it. And I, and, and do you know what, there was, um, there was a really good quote. There's a, uh, that, that, that I read from, um, from James Clear, actually, who did the uh, the book Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And he, he was kind of like saying, like, um, focus is the art of knowing what to actually ignore. You know, not, not, not what you need to do, but what you need to ignore. So in those situations of kind of like, um, of, of challenge, you know, you've, you've got to block out anything that's not relevant to that situation and anything that doesn't serve the situation. So my entire focus, I, I didn't have time to be emotional, if that makes sense. Yep. I, I didn't actually have the time to be it was like, what do I need to do? And that's where all my focus went. And then anything that didn't serve kind of like that mission, it, it, it was completely disregarded. It was completely disregarded. And, and that's kind of like why I've been discussing with Ellie, like, you know, as, as, as kind of like time's gone on, I've tried to explain to Ellie, that's where my head was at. And that's, that's just how I think, you know, when there's a problem, you know, I haven't got time to get my head in my hands and and, and be crying and weeping and feeling sorry for myself, you know, and, you, you've got to act you've got to think objectively you've got to be res- you, you know you've got to be a responsible human you've you've, yeah. you've got to do you know what's um you know wh- you've got to do what what's required for the greater good and yeah. and and that's the same for anybody in any situation not just not just my situation you know no, no matter what so and and listen as well perspective you know there's people out there with in, in much worse situations than yeah. myself so there was no time to be emotional it, it was just look what needs to be done you know and how we're going to do it
1: Yeah. And there's a couple of mindsets in there. And there's, you know, there's a real, there's a real kind of leadership mindset there, which is, which is, which is clearly, which is clearly part of your, you know, part of your DNA. And then there's a real kind of stoical belief there. And I, you know, I do a lot of, I do a lot of reading around the Stoics and, you know, like Ryan Holiday and, you know, sort of going back into the old, into the old Stoics. And there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot lot of wisdom from those guys going back about, you know, controlling what you can control, uh, you know, sort of, a lot of things that happen here, it's certainly stress. You know, your choice, it's your choice to make them stressful. It's your choice to, you know, to make them, uh, to turn them into a positive. It's it's, it's often mm. how, it's, it's how you react to situations rather than the situation itself. Yeah, uh, that's a really good way of putting it. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, that is a big problem. So how have your, so, uh, you know, the mindset's there, the beliefs there, how how is that been channeled into your business then? You know, so you've, you mentioned you started doing, You know, some kind of uh, almost by chance Mm. client training, and then you things move online. How have you put that into a into a business model and you know, I guess what the challenges you faced? Was it tough? Is it continually tough? You know, obviously Pete obviously online online fitness and training, you know, through what we've been through this last 12 months, you know, you know, you know, know, so 10, 12 months lockdown. How I guess how's your how's that mindset and your, and your historical challenges, have they contributed to the business and what's the business been like certainly over this, over this last year? Do you know what was really
0: interesting? Um, when the first lockdown kind of like, um, kicked off, obviously there was a lot of panic. There was a lot of uncertainty. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of people were looking to the government for help, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, 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 do you know what, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think because of everything that kind of like, um, you know, some of the challenges that were, that I've been through in, uh, you know, in my kind of like uh, in like the last 10 years, I was kind of relaxed. If I'm going to be honest, I, re- I really wasn't like panicking. Um, it was just another one of those situations where you think, OK, you know, again, the situation is the situation. How are we going to adapt? How are we going to overcome it? And I guess that, that was kind of like my message to all of all of um, all the individuals that I work with as well. You know, there was a lot of kind of uncertainty in the air, and there was a lot of um, anxiety and and stress, and um, and yeah, that 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 was, that was my message to to a lot of the a lot of the people. That, well, everybody that I work with, it was kind of like, you know, it's out of our control, but what is in our control is how we kind of like act around this. Now, you know, look, yep. look at it on on another on another on the flip side of the coin. Okay, your wedding's got cancelled. Okay, you know, you can't go on, you can't go to Mallorca for for ten days this year. You know, okay, you might not be able to go to your favorite restaurant but let's look at the flip side of that. You're saving more money. You know, you, uh, you've got now time to channel into your fitness and your health and your well-being. you know, before, when you said that you're so busy at work that, you know, you don't have time to train. You don't have time to meal prep. You've now got all this time. So I just tried to angle it as in like, look at this opportunity. Yep. You know, it was, um, it was, you know, this was a, it was a, it was a bad situation, but you know, let's, 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 let's try and like find the opportunities and let's, let's lean into that. And, um, dare I say it, I think that I got some of the best results, um, throughout the, the lockdown situations than I ever have. Um, and, and and it was kind of a bit of a blessing in disguise for me because it really did affirm my beliefs and the way that I like to work and the things that I, you know, people kind of like, was like, wow, you know, this, this stuff's now coming to fruition because you have to live it. You have to kind of go through it. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, um, it was an interesting period, but, you know, we, we learned a lot from it, I think. And, um, and yeah, and look, this is what the, this is what the program is all about. It's about how to think and be fluid. It's not, you know, stick to this diet plan for six weeks and, you know, everything will be sunshine and rainbows. The program is very realistic. You know, we, like I said, you know, I work with people uh, on an individual basis. It's, you know, coaching them, trying to be fluid with the nutrition. How can they, how can they kind of like have that flexible nutritional freedom, but also stick to like a framework. And and it was perfect for this situation. It was, it was perfect.
1: What's the future plans for it? You know, what's your, you know, what's the next not to get into cliched, what's the next five years look like, but what does, you know, what's the, I guess, I guess, what's the, what's, what's the plan for the business?
0: Well, as time's gone on, I don't want to give you a really long winded answer, but I guess, I think even over the last 18 months, I've changed so much as an individual. And, um, and, you know, like you said, you know, getting into like stoicism and all that sort of stuff, you know, I, I, I love all that. And, you know, finding your purpose and finding your meaning. And at this moment in time, I, I really feel like my purpose and my meaning is, is to help people in this field. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. I'm. That's what I'm passionate about. That's all that I. That's all that I consume. To be honest, yeah. that's all I consume. Like, um, you know, I I, I listen to audio books. You know, I, you you've recommended some fantastic books to me over the last um, you know, eighteen months. Jay. um, you know, I'm constantly learning. and I'm buying more into this kind of way of life more and more and more. And, more. and it's yeah. almost like picking up pace. Yeah. It's really interesting because you know, I to say that I've been doing this ten years. I only now feel like I'm becoming almost like. I've got to be careful when I say this, but almost like a master of myself, like a little bit of a master of my own, my own self. Yeah. If that makes any sort of sense to you um, and what what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing and what I should be channeling my focus into and what I shouldn't be. And right now, this feels this feels right. So I can't tell you what I'll be doing in five years time because I may evolve as a person again and, you know, my passions may change you know they might they might move and i think that's the thing with life as well you know the goalposts constantly move because your situations constantly change like i said 10 years ago i was a i was a young lad i was living at home i had no real responsibilities you know fast forward 10 years i've got two kids i've got a business you know i've got a lot more responsibility so my core values and my principles and the way that i think has completely changed so who's to say where i'm going to be in five years but in the immediate future it's to continue doing what i'm doing because I think to myself as well, you know, the bigger picture sort of like thing, you know, if I'm helping one individual level up their, you know, their mind, you know, their habits, the way they think, the way they behave in everyday life, you know, how they manage their lifestyle, how they manage their energy, you know, and also improve the physique and stuff. Let's not forget that. You know, that's what that's what people come to me for in the first place. Um, You know, that makes them um, a more optimal human. They then go home to their family and let's say they have a family of four as well their kind of like outlook and their kind of positivity and their aura, I guess that helps their family. And then if that helps their family, their family then might help their friends. So it's almost like a big spider's web. It's like, if I work with, let's say, for example, if I work with say 60 people, 60 individuals and they're all from like a family of four, you know, all of a sudden you're reaching out to, you know, 240 people. So there's a bigger picture at at stake in my opinion, you know, and, And that's what, uh, that's what really keeps my fire burning, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, focusing on that bigger picture, it's not just one person. It's, you know, how can I help, a you know, a range of individuals really level up and gear up and, you know, live a little bit more kind of like, um, live a little bit more on form in everyday life, do yeah. you know, like really maximize the potential. And yeah. then that it has a bigger effect. It has kind of like, um, you know, it's like a ripple effect.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned you obviously mentioned atomic habits james clear grip grip book what are your what are your daily habits you couldn't you couldn't do without starting starting from the second your eyes open in the morning to the yeah, second so do, your eyes do you know
0: what um, uh, i think that so 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 the first thing for me is sleep comes before the morning and if you don't have a good sleep that affects the morning so the way i see it is it's like first and foremost the sleep has to be there the, the sleep has to be bob on Yeah. so um I've kind of got an alarm on my phone that rings off at half past 10 every night. So that's my signal to start unwinding. So first of all, I've got that, that's the kind of like a um, little bit of accountability for myself because you know what it's like, you know, if you're watching a program on t- television or if you, you know, you're just completely engrossed in like your work or something like that, you know, sometimes you can lose track of time. So it's important yeah. to kind of have those like boundaries and parameters so that you can do it every day consistently. So half 10, my alarm goes off um, and that's the signal for me. Right. Bedtime. (laughs) So go upstairs, uh, make sure I have a good night's sleep. Um, Luckily, I'm a really good sleeper. And then my alarm goes off at half six. Um, So that sleep and waking up window, that for me is like massive because I I almost see it as a sense like, you know, when you go to sleep at night, you put your phone on charge. We all use, um, you know, smartphones nowadays. We can't live without them. Um, but you want to wake up and you want your phone to be on hundred percent. And that's the same as the human body. You know, you want to wake up and you want your body's battery to be on hundred percent because if you've yep. got a challenging day ahead and you've yep. got, you know, you've got, you know, a series of responsibilities and tasks that need doing, and you're a really driven kind of like purposeful individual, you're going to need to be, you know, you're going to need to wake up at hundred percent so that you can be on form for the day. Yep. So first of all, it's, it's the sleep. Secondly, it's getting up at a, at a good solid time, you know, not ridiculously early, but I hate the thought of laying in as well. Um, and yeah, and those are two kind of like staple things. And then I have the same breakfast every single morning, really. I have my overnight oats with my protein and my blueberries that doesn't really change. So all of a sudden, like from the point of me going to bed, that's been structured from the point of me waking up, that's been structured. Then I have my breakfast that's been structured. So the structure, 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 and and it's, and it's set in a pattern. It's, It's like a pattern in motion that then tees me up for the day. Um, and then the days vary. To be fair, you know, I have specific slots for when I train my clients, and I also have specific, uh, specific slots for when I uh, sit down and dedicate time into the business. And I and I'm very hands on with like the programming and stuff. Um, and I'm also I've also got dedicated time for when I rest. Yep. I think that's really important. I don't know who said it, but um, but I saw the equation once, which I thought was fantastic, and it was stress plus rest equals growth. So if you're constantly overstimulating and it's stress, 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 it's almost like, you know, you, you become a bit of a busy fool. So, um, you know, I plan my days out. Um, you know, a lot of the time I plan my days out to the hour so that I know what I'm doing. Again, just very objective. Um, and a lot of people, it's really interesting because a few of my friends like say to me, you know, how can you live like that? And it's a bit boring. And it Don't you feel like you're a part of the army? And it's like, what you don't understand is that that actually unlocks more freedom because I get everything that I need to get done, done. And then it actually allows me to have more free time because I'm more productive. So I think that, you know, being structured and setting up daily habits and having like a schedule or at least a framework to adhere to, that's the best thing anybody can do because it makes you more objective. You get your high priority tasks blocked off and then you can crack on with the things that you enjoy. So like if you want to watch a Netflix series or if you want to take the dog for a walk, or if you want to um, maybe go to the cinema or take your kids out somewhere, you can do those things and everything else that kind of like needed to be done has been boxed off because you structured, you're a structured, uh, well-organized, responsible individual. Now that's, yeah, that's, and that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the stuff that I try and show some of my clients as well. And and, and that, and that, I guess you don't get that from a six week diet plan, you know? So, and I guess that's how my service has changed as well.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the, you know, what you're talking about there. it is, it is kind of the, the Jocko message discipline equals freedom, isn't it? It, it is really is that what his is, is it? Yeah, yeah that's, re- his, yeah, love that's that. his that's his kind of mantra. Is uh, I think he's wrote a book called that actually. Yeah, yes. So yeah, regards uh you know, so so you've got your daily habits, uh, you know, they're set in motion. How do you manage how do you manage your time with your two children? You know, your business, I imagine, is a lot of it's done done uh you know digitally. Hmm. social social media how do you manage your phone time because I have you know throughout the last probably five years I've set myself a number of challenges and structures around right this time because I like to go and I like to go and do I like to go and do my school pickup you know when I can I love that that's a really big part of my in my life going school pickup in the car we have some ridiculous chats <laughs> but the brilliant, you know, uh, kids, are, when, kids are
0: just so pure, aren't they? It's, it's it's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's just my that's that's my time to kind of in, you know to influence them a little bit. I guess it's sometimes you know in between all the fighting and the chucking chucking stuff on the back seats. <laughs> it's the uh, it's it's that it's that time to influence them and kind of you know you know get a bit of you know get a bit of good mentality and positivity uh, across them really and just kind of do a little bit of nurturing without you know without without directing them a certain way. Just just kind of help them. How do you find, how do you manage your phone time? How do you manage your phone time and your social media? Because I, you know, going back to this, trying to set habits and trying to come back five o'clock, my phone goes upstairs and then I have my, you know, evening meal, you know, with the children and my wife. And then the phone stays upstairs all night. I try that and I just get, I get, I get called to it because I get, you know, you know, you know, later, discussions around work and then I get involved in WhatsApp discussions and then I get involved in some social media and then I'll do a bit on LinkedIn and pretty soon my evening's gone and I've got back into that cycle of of uh that kind of social not quite a social dilemma as in the as in the as in the documentary but kind of that you know time and some of that time I'm I've even done it I've even done it myself plenty of times you know I've been I've been doing bath time and the kids are in the bath and I'm checking my phone Mm. and it's just not good it's just it's yeah. just it's just not conducive how do you manage but but a lot of mine is just it's just crap it's just it's a whatsapp or it's yeah. a social media which is completely irrelevant you know it's completely irrelevant to the time i should be spending with my kids and i try i try every day to work to work better at that do you have a do you have a system where you write it's works done family time
0: There's a couple of things that I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I have my, I have my phone on me all the time. Um, I think that's a really good idea though, you know, putting it upstairs. So it's literally out of reach. Um, I think that's a really good idea because, um, again, just going back to James Cleary was saying like, you know, if you want to build a habit, you need to make it obvious. Well, if your phone's on you all the time, it's pretty obvious, you know, your phone's on you all the time. So I think that's a really good idea kind of getting it away from you. So it's not even in sight. Um, what I do is I, um, I've turned all my notifications off on all my social media apps, so kind of if I get a WhatsApp or if I even get a text message, it doesn't actually come up onto my phone screen. Yep. So I have to physically go into my apps and I have to go into like my messages to see if I've got any messages. Yep. Um, so that's a good, that, that's really works for me That actually turning off the notifications yep. and not letting it come through. Um, and then the other thing for me is, uh, is I, can, I I found myself victim to getting involved in, um, in, in, in deep conversations with a lot of my clients um, on my, on my personal phone. And, and what I found is that actually made it made my performance as a, as a fitness coach, mentor, um, you know, consultant, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I found that that hindered that because, right. because what I wasn't doing, I wasn't, I wasn't allowing myself to have my own downtime. I wasn't allowing myself to have my rest, which then obviously allowed me to refresh myself and then go again the following working day. So I was actually burning the candle. So what I actually did is I've I've created um, certain systems within the program where it's like you know if you want to ask a question this is where these questions go, you know. And we've also got now like uh, an exclusive Facebook group where we've built a really strong community, you know, really like-minded individuals that want yep. to you know build. And and if we have questions, we put them into there, so that it's it's a lot more of a it's a lot more efficient. Um, and then when I'm doing my work, I can give I can give them my full dedicated uh, time and attention to answer that question um with real kind of like you know comprehensive advice and detail as opposed to like you know being on the move before i get in my in my car and i'm answering something and then i'm picking my phone up later on and then you know hudson my son he might ask me a question i'm oh w- one minute one minute buddy you know i'm just doing this and you find you get pulled between tasks and I, I, i'm a shocking multitasker like ellie sometimes says to me you're you not you're listening to me you're listening to me yeah, I'm like time. ellie i need if I don't do this email and I can't do it right and I don't articulate myself right, you know, then that's bad for that. And if I'm listening yeah. to you, that's going to comprom- compromise this. So what I found again, just coming back to that, 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 that quote that, that, that James Clear said, you know, focus is the art of knowing what to ignore. I, I feel like I've got really good at that and I'm getting better at that as time goes yeah. on, I'm getting a little bit more cut through it with what I choose to push out. And that naturally allows more space and time for me to channel my energy into stuff that's meaningful. Um, so yeah, terrible multitasker. And I say to Ellie, you know, I'm not trying to be good at multitasking. I don't want to be good at multitasking. If I'm good at multitasking, that means I'm not good at what I need to be doing. Yep. So yeah, I, I, just a few things for me. Yeah, turning the notifications off, and 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 with my clients, because you're working with a multiple, you know, multiple amounts of people. Um, you know, I, I've kind of structured that up in a sense now that you know when I'm engaging with with those people and I'm having those conversations, you know, I'm having those conversations at the right times. Um, you know when my when my my job and my task and my mission is to engage with them, not just ad hoc throughout the course of the day. Because you know, like you said, you you just get pulled from pillar to post. And yep. you know, when it's time to have downtime with your kids and you and you're trying to unwind, it, it don't allow that to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you're not careful with it and you're not aware of what's going on, you can actually start to resent the process. You can start yep. to actually resent what you what you enjoy doing. So again, comes back to structure, doesn't it? Comes back to yep. structure and, and organization
1: it's all part of this 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 balance isn't it you know i, I mean we call it you know to live and live on form and it's this you know balance of you know movement you know you know movement fuels you because it because it makes you feel great it gives you clarity it gives you physical benefits mental benefits uh it makes you accountable you have you know it it it, it gives you good habits and then you have this uh, you know sort of um, time during the day where you need to be focused which which is work for most people and that's really important so you've got to get your diet really good you've got to you got to eat well and it's not you know gone of the days of being super 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 clean to the point of where it's so extreme that you can't you can't manage to uh, you can't manage to stick to it you know you know no one no one really sticks to extreme diets you know so all this You know, super clean. You know, super clean programs that come from that probably used to come from online PTs that just made it torture to stick to. That feels like a thing of the past. It feels like, do you know what? You can, you can function just making good choices, and you can have some, you can have some bad choices as long as you create a habit around when that and a structure around when that bad choice is going to come. And that's your food, and that's your, and that's your movement. And then there's this, you know, real growth of of learning, isn't there? You know, it used to be. You know, ten years ago, even five, maybe ten years ago, it used to be you know you, you lifted weights and you were, and you were, and you were strong and you were fit. That's what you did, but you, you couldn't you couldn't be smart and you couldn't learn as well, or you were really smart, you were academic, but you never lifted, you never trained, you never did exercise, you never did movement. There's this real meeting in the middle, and it's definitely you know it's definitely post you know Joe Rogan, uh, you know sort of uh, community and revolution, if you like this kind of, you know, you know, mixing of, you know, guys and, and girls who work out are really, you know, dedicated to the craft of exercise and training, but are also putting that momentum and mentality of growth and uh, responsibility and driving forward. They're putting that into their, their job, but they're putting it into their learning too, thirsty, thirsty learning. I, a friend of mine contacted me, uh, we just had a chat on WhatsApp about, he loves, he loves Louis Simmons. West I yeah, like Louis there. Simmons. Yeah, Louis Simmons is a one-off man. Uh, <laughs> but he said to me he'd watched a, a podcast where Louis Simmons was was on, and he got asked a, a question. Uh, you know, you're 68. Do you still read? And apparently, it, it was just aghast at this, at this at this at this question of, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I read? Because I'm 68. You know, uh, I've I've learned but a fraction of what there is to learn about about life, about training, about you know, sort of philosophy and responsibility, you know, why wouldn't I, why would I stop reading? And I think there's mm. this is real, uh, reading's easy now, you know, audible has made it easy. You know, Amazon has made it easier. Even if you want to get, you know, if you want to get sort of physical books, there's real kind of, you know, growth about learning of mindset, learning of habits, you know, learning of responsibility and uh, some great authors out there. And I was, I was that kind of affected your, uh, i guess affected affected your mindset you know we spoke earlier didn't we about 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 that but this whole kind of you know live on form lifestyle of being of mm. of a, of a, a and it, it's really a growth mindset isn't it it's a growth mindset approach to everything in life not just growing in the gym but i'm growing mentally i'm growing emotionally i'm growing when i spend time with my family i'm i'm present i'm there i'm engaged with people rather than being distracted and thinking about other things do you know what do you know what as well, it's uh,
0: really interesting uh, to hear what Louis Simmons's response was in that situation. Because uh, do you know, do you know, the more that you read and the more that you learn, the more you realise you don't, you don't know. The more, no, the fine. more you realise. Do, do you understand what fine. I mean? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, um, you know, I've been so engrossed and like uh, and involved with health and fitness really for all my life. And um, the more you start to read and the more you start to learn and the more you start to absorb, you realise, wow. I'm barely even scratching the surface here. You know, there is, there is a never ending kind of like it's, there is, there is levels and levels and levels and levels in, in every sort of like um, facet, you know? So, so, and, and that's just talking about, you know, health and fitness. When it comes to like personal development, God, again, it's never ending because there's no such thing as the perfect human being. So I love what Louis Simmons said there, where he said, you know what, just because I'm 68, I need to stop, you know? And I think that that's, you know sometimes we get we get you get pigeonholed don't you you know you get to a certain age you're supposed to retire you know you get to a certain age you, your performance is sp- supposed to decrease you know you get to a certain age you know you get pigeonholed into kind of like these um these kind of like uh, i don't know how to explain it but you know you it, it's it's almost like um this is what generally happens so you should yep. do that as well yep and everybody kind of like is then just you know cloned copies you know direct copies of each other Whereas if you have that open mindset again, and and I love that from Louis Simmons, like saying, "Well, why would I stop?" You know, I, I love it, and um and yeah, I guess that that's kind of like my outlook at the moment as well, and it's really humbling as well. You've got to have like um you've got to have a humility about you to realize that you know whatever we know, you know, there's there's so much more out there, and there's so much more personal development to be to to to, to be had done. Um, no one's ever the finished article, and no one's ever perfect, and you know, I think that that's just my outlook, and I'll never stop reading, I'll never stop learning um you know ellie said to me as well you know what when do you think you'll retire and i'm like well you can't say it because i don't know once you've got that growth mindset and once you've got that kind of like um outlook that there's always something to be done and you're always li- you're always living with a purpose you're always with li- living with a meaning there's always something to be done so maybe in 15 20 years time i might not be in fitness i might be in uh properties yeah. I don't know. I might be into cars. I don't, I, you don't know. You, you yeah. just don't know where you're going to where You're going to end up. But, but I think that, and again, it is hard for me to say because I am only 30, but life changes and you add layers to yourself as the years go on and you learn things about yourself and, you know, there's always something to channel your focus into. And like I said, the goalposts are always changing and, you know, life is always, is is always going to be tough and it's always going to present challenges. So you've always got to be sharp and you've got to build, build those kind of like layers to yourself, but, but you can only, you can only truly really do that if you really, really have the humility and strip back your ego. You know, I think that when, when, you know, you're a young lad, particularly with a lad, I can't speak for what it's like as a, as a young woman, but you know, as a young lad, you know, you've, I look back when I was like, you know, 19, 20, 21, you know, you, you know, you, you put a bit of muscle on in the gym, you know, you, you think you're the bee's knees and in reality, you're nothing, you know, you, you're you nothing really. There's, there's so much more to go. And you know, you're so far off the market, It's untrue. And looking back at myself, you know, I, I don't knock myself cause I was only a young kid, but a bit embarrassing, really, you know, yep. you think to yourself, you know, you've got, you've got so much to learn and so much to experience and you've got so much to fail at, you know, you've got so much to fail at and learn from, but you've got, but I, I think I don't know if you think the same. Mate. You, you've, you've got to have that humility about you to to understand that there's just so many levels above where you are now, and there's so much learning to do. There's so much opportunity to get stuck into. But you've you've got to remove those layers, and you've got to be really truthful with yourself, and you've got to have that humility about you. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, I was probably probably a similar kind of journey. You know, as a, you know, as a young lad, you know, you are quite ego driven. But I think a lot of it's insecurity, isn't it? Um, it's insecurity because you don't, you know, that's a really challenging time in your life. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. There's a lot of uncertainty, and there's pressure. You know you know there's pressure. There's pressure on. There's pressure on young men. Pressure on everyone, but there's pressure on young men because you just don't know where it's going to go. You're told you need to be do this. You need to get a job. You need to make money. You need to, you know, you need to aspire. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. You know, fictitious. Fictitious people around especially with social media social media has made it you know really impossible to almost know what's true really so oh. you know the whole you know the whole kind of as you know uh, the ryan holiday book uh ego is the enemy or he says ego is the enemy and and it is really and i guess you spend i spent probably a lot of time trying to just strip away the ego and i think we all have it and i i, and I just think it's inherent in humans you know you've got your ego and maybe more so in men but you know there's an ego there and you just need to strip it away because the more you strip it away the more you learn the more you develop the more you become a better leader for sure the more you become Mm. a better a better boss you know if you're in charge of teams and the more you become a better part of a team really without the ego because you're just stripping away all these all these kind of barriers that you know that stop you getting really into a you know, into a, into a subject that's going to allow your, allow your, allow your mind to grow and allow, your, uh, allow you to grow emotionally, really. So yeah, it yeah, you're is,
0: absolutely right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've, you've almost got to expose yourself, haven't you, mate?
1: It is. Yeah. You know, and it's, and, and again, that's a new thing for, that's a new thing, especially a new thing for guys, you know, and it's, you know, you know, and it used to be, used to be that, you know, you just didn't speak about, you didn't speak about things like your ego and your, how you felt and, uh, you know, your kind of you know mental health's huge now. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Is there sometimes a bit of an over focus on it? I think sometimes, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about you know stoicism and trying to reimbalance, But some people just aren't wired that wired that way, and it's and it's and it's hard for them. It's hard for them to really start. It's hard for them to start. Starting is always hard, isn't it? Same, same thing with you know with with fitness, with good eating with a career mm. uh sometimes you know you know right at the start it feels like starting is impossible and that's the hard. but that's the hardest part once you get started just becomes steadily and steadily easier and you, you know when you go through layers of challenges and layers of you know business was like that with me i knew nothing about business when i started um but i was really open i didn't have an ego to think I knew I was right listen I know nothing I'm gonna have to learn on the job uh so I think yeah I think that's a really important important part of you know development is yeah is you know it's kind of stripping away that ego I couldn't agree more one of the things that I say to a lot of the
0: individuals that I work with as well is is um really similar to what you just mentioned there Jay was you know starting something is always is, is very difficult and then as time goes on it gets easier and I call yeah. I almost use the analogy like you know, imagine a snowball at the top of a hill. You know, the first three or four rolls, yep. it either snowball the snowball is always it's still small, you know, no it's still momentum. small. But then, you know, five, six, seven, eight rolls later on, you know, this snowball's massive. Yep. So a lot of the time, it's persistence. You know, understanding that the 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 beginning part of it is difficult, and then, <clears throat> you know, it's going to take some adaptation. It's going to take some conscious thought. It's going to take effort. Um, you know, it's going to you know it's going to require you to to pass on short term gratifications in the immediate future and, you know, look at the longer term. But then as time goes on, that becomes the new norm. You know, that's, you know, you almost like um, with a lot of the guys that I work with, you know, they're almost like shaping a new identity to themselves. You know, it's really interesting, you know, before they joined um, the program, you know, they would believe that they are the type of people that, that cave, you know, when it, when the going gets tough, I cave, you know, when the going gets tough, I order a pizza, you know, when it, when, when it's raining outside, I skip the run you know when i get home from work and i've had a busy day i don't go to the gym yep you know these and 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 all of these things that they do consistently over time builds a certain identity of with with themselves so so a lot of the thing a lot of the um a lot of the focus particularly in the onboarding process when i when i start working with an individual is kind of like the framing of the journey as well yep. you know here's what you can expect here's kind of like some of the emotional sort of challenges that you're going to be kind of like confronted with but also if you can get through them, this is what's going to happen. And this is how it's going to pay you dividends in the long run. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. That concept of starting is always tough because you're trying to break a mold or you're trying yep. to, you know, to, to, you know, you're trying to do something different and that's always going to cause friction and, um, and you know, a change in direction. So, but yeah, once you get going, the momentum builds and all of a sudden it just becomes automatic and it's, it's like the first time you go to drive a car. You know, you're taking your driving lessons. You know, you've got your your. You know, I remember doing my first driving lesson, and you know, the guy's like, you know, find your biting point. I think, what the hell's a biting point? <laughs> yeah. You know, have you have you checked have you checked yeah, your yeah. mirrors? And all of a sudden, you know, you feel like you're spinning plates. But now, when you get into a car, you just you just drive because it's who it's it's what you can do. It's who you are. It's just automatic. And and I think that you know you you, you can. It's just you're just acquiring new skills, aren't you? You're just acquiring a new skill set.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think. And I think that's the good thing about movement and training. It builds repetition, doesn't it? So repetition has shown you in the gym or outside the gym or whatever movement you do, whatever exercise you do, repetition has, has shown that it works. You know, you repeat something continuously, it becomes a habit. I, I know I, I was speaking to someone the other day about motivation, you know, asking me how are how you motivated to train? to exercise every day. And I'm like, well, it's, it, it, it's not really motivation. It's, it, you know, I'm, I don't really go, I guess when I was young, I used to go into, you know, go to a gym session really, really pumped up and really psyched <laughs> up and, you know, yeah. you know, full of a double, full of a double double serving a pre-workout <laughs> and uh, psyched up and pumped up. But I rarely do that now. But I still train really hard, but, but it's a habit. It's something mm-hmm. that I just simply couldn't do. And that's just repetition. It's just repetition. It's as normal now as waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth. is as normal to do to do some training, and it just yep. becomes normal. And now, if I didn't do it, I mean, if I go, I think I've had probably one week off physical exercise in twenty-five years, and I reckon that might have been a holiday. I even I, I, I and I might have had another week when I was poorly. Do you just, know what? I, I bet even with
0: me. that week off, I bet I bet you still felt a bit odd, didn't you? Even if you had that week off on holiday, I bet you still didn't feel quite right.
1: I feel, uh, I just feel shocking when I don't train. I feel irritable. I feel. Uh, <laughs> I can completely resonate with that irritable feeling, mate. I, yeah. I just feel <laughs> really
0: irritable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we go on holiday, Ellie says to me, you know, you can have a day off, you know, you you can uh you can rest, and it's like, yeah, but I enjoy it, you know. And if I don't, I, I feel like it's a it's a it's an itch that I've not scratched, you know. I've, <laughs> yeah it's really interesting when you said about the um the brushing your teeth thing um i literally said that to one of my clients the other day right he said "Oh, i'm just not motivated and it's like it's not really about motivation it's all yeah. it's just about you know it's just who you are it's just what yeah. you do um you know because because you know be you know being being real probably 60 70 percent of the time i'm i'm demotivated yeah
1: yeah
0: you know like 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 we could be we've, we've said uh you know numerous times on this um in this discussion you know life's tough you know, you've got all these responsibilities and you've got these tasks and it's fast paced and there's external stresses and there's all these things that are happening, you know, probably 70, 80% of the time, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're not motivated. So that's where making something a habit pays you dividends, you know, because it's just some, it's just who you are. It's just the way you behave. It's just the way you kind of conduct your business. It's just the, you know, and, and then and then when you are motivated, that's just a bonus. Yeah, you know that's just a. Yeah, that's just a great. Let's have an yeah. amazing session. Let's really, yeah. you know, push the boat out. But, but you are kind of like your your ground level zero, your your base, your foundation, your infrastructure is solid. You know, the infrastructure is always there. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of those, like that repetition. I, I, again, I don't know who says it, but repetition is the, the, is it the mother of learning? You know, I think. Yeah. Do you know who says that? Know. No, uh, not clue.
1: Not a clue, mate. But, but, I love but, that though. But again, I read something the other day, and I'm not sure it was, but someone said the best, the best, uh, the best workout is the one you didn't miss. Mm. And that's another thing. Some workouts are, you know the crap you don't feel it you're not there you can't lift anything you know your running feels feels terrible you get on the bike it just doesn't feel the same you're punching the bags you can't punch but you're doing something yeah but you're doing something and your option would be to not do something and then you'd feel you'd feel 10 times worse so it is interesting how kind of the, as a society now we're kind of in this wellness wellness era where you know, you know, culture's finally work finally worked out that exercise and intense movement and you know, subjecting yourself to physical stress is so much more than just how it makes you look. How it makes you look now is is secondary. Uh, yeah. and it's still primary to some people and it's usually primary to younger people because that's kind of that's kind of your you know your goals at that at that time in your life. But it really is secondary, you know but it's a brilliant secondary because you're healthy, you're lean, um, uh, you know, you move well, you're sharper, you think clearer. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's great to see that everyone's, everyone now is working up.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, and that's why I've changed kind of like the uh, the name of the the program and the service that I do. I've, I it used to just previously just be Josh Beat Fitness. You know, I didn't I yep. didn't really know what to call it. You know, all them years ago. But as time's gone on, and you know, the more I've kind of like you know, really figured out you know wh- what the purpose and what the mission is of the service. Um, I've changed the name to like Level Up Programming because you know now it's about just leveling up. It's not really necessarily about you know it's Josh Beats you know, six week shred. It's not, it's not about that. It's about yep. leveling up everything, you know? And yep. and one of the ways that I kind of explain it to a lot of my clients is try not to, uh, I'll tell you, what, I'll just go back a little bit. One of the, one of the most popular inquiry questions that I get is, hi mate, do you do diet plans yep. or hi mate, do you do training plans? And I guess the way I see it is that the nutrition and the training are just two segments of the bigger picture. It's almost like, um, you know, to make, to make the operation work. It's like cogs in a clock, isn't it? You know, like, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple cogs in the clock to make you as a human function 24 hours a day. Um, you know, and like what you said, you know, live on form and, and, and be at your absolute best and maximize your potential. So, you know, it's about leveling up your nutrition. It's about leveling up your training. It's about leveling up, you know, your sleeping routine, your morning routine. It's about leveling up, you know, how you hydrate yourself throughout the day you know um you know your energy management what do you put your focus into what do you what should you also avoid you know so it's about leveling up all of these different areas and then all of a sudden your clock is really well oiled and every single cog is working because it's all right having a, a world-class diet plan and a world-class training plan yeah. but if your sleep is trash you're not going to wake up with the energy to actually implement it anyway so it's it's a really full round the clock sort of um service what i'm trying to kind of like um, get across to, to everybody that I work with. Uh, if that makes sense.
1: It does, it does, mate. And on that note, I know you're a busy guy. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's draw a line. Been really great to speak to you. Um, you know, as always, I kind of tell people these, these podcasts that we're doing, it's, uh, I always get something for them, uh, from them. You know, I, I feel like it's a chance to speak to people that I've known either for a long period of time or not really at all, but I find I've got something to say. And I think, again, it's part of this learning thing. I learn from everyone that I do. And I think that's what it's all about. It's, you know, it's not uh, trying to make it a a and a thing, you know, find about, you know, find a bit about what this guy does or this, or this girl does. It's really, it's really about uh, as much as what I can learn, you know, from, from you guys, as much as, and then try and share some knowledge as well, try and be of use to each other. And I think that's, that's what it's about. I think we need more of that. So, thanks for your time, Josh, busy guy. I'll let you get off. But uh, listen, we'll do this again later on when uh, when business is growing and you know you're a little bit uh, further down the journey, and we'll uh, and we'll catch up in person. Thanks very much. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot, Jay. Thanks for having me. No worries. Bye bye.